0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucking Easters? What's happening? What the fuck, Tuckians? Everybody, how's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. As we slog through the muddle, I'm pretty excited about the show today because um, it represents a time in music that, unfortunately, I was too much of a, I don't know if I was a square but it was not pumping into where I grew up. Uh, my guests today, I, I, there's actually uh, two separate sets of guests. So that's exciting. Today on the show, I'm going to talk to Andre Royo. He's an actor, but he was Bubbles on the Wire. But this new movie uh, seems pretty great. He's in this new film called Hunter Gatherer. He lives not far from me. I always love seeing him. He's a great guy. He's a great actor. Uh, he's he's going to be here for a few minutes to talk about this new film. And then uh, we have Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. Now, I've talked about this before, but Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain put together one of the greatest books ever, Please Kill Me, The Uncensored Oral History of Punk Rock. And I, I was excited to talk to them because that book... Changed my life probably in a bigger way than, than most books. A couple of books, The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. What I was going to say at the beginning is I missed punk rock somehow in a way. I remember buying the first Sex Pistols album in New Jersey while I was staying at my grandmother's when it came out in the United States. I didn't know what it was. I'd seen pictures of Johnny Rotten in the music magazines I was reading, but I was 13 years old or so. Punk had not grabbed, had not grabbed the culture Quite. And uh, I was around the age that it should have grabbed me, but I kind of missed it by a few years to when it really took hold. But I had the record. I still have the record. I liked the record, but I didn't understand what it represented. And then I didn't I didn't quite lock into it. It was around a little bit towards the end of high school. And then when I went to college, my first uh, real girlfriend had the side of her head shaved. And that was pretty punk rock, but I kind of pushed back against it because I was such an old timey motherfucker with my music tastes. And it was this book, "Please Kill Me," the book that uh, that I have the authors on today, and that moved me through everything. That changed the entire landscape of my musical understanding, and 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 also just blew my mind with a bunch of new bands about ten years too late or more. But it was fucking great. I mean, I I was lucky enough to get into the Velvet Underground in college because uh, one of the guys that lived in the house before me, Bob Gaffney, left his brother's records there and live in 69 was one of them. So I had that as a sort of a foundation. But Please Kill Me moved me through all of it, through the entire New York punk scene by way of the MC5, the Velvet Underground iggy and the stooges and on through the ramones and everything that happened down there the new york dolls uh y- y- talking heads tom verlaine uh johnny thunders uh, all it just it just moved me through all of it and if you get these books and you listen to the music which is so fucking easy to do so you can experience it while you're reading about that i do it with jazz i do it with whatever music i'm reading about it just opened up my brain entirely like, just under the wire. Because who knows how old you get before your brain just closes up. But this punk rock shit from back in the day, and that you know they lived a life, but, you know, it was like even New York. New York City in the early 70s was just, you know, almost like a bombed-out mess. And, you know, just sort of where it sprouted out of. You know, Patti Smith, Robert Maplethorpe as well. It just sort of grew like... Uh, like uh, energized, loud fungus out of the Lower East Side there. And uh, those days are behind us, but the music exists. Yeah. Having Twitter off my phone has freed up some space and time seems to function in its natural uh, unfolding as opposed to amped up with with just a constant onslaught of uh, virtual garbage spinning fragments of light here and there. Me up and down cortisol eh, endorphins uh, sadness elation anger all of it happening in minutes over nothing felt good. I'm really, I'm really considering uh, taking it off my, uh, just my computer, too, just life without it. I have friends who do it, and I, yeah, I used to think, like, what the fuck are they doing? How do they live without it? I'll tell you how. They live in the fucking world. You know, yeah. what, what are you going to get on there? As, as time moves on, it's starting to become apparent that uh, the truth might not be revealed because it's just a goddamn big media muddle. Just an, a never-ending dodgeball game of bullshit. I'll be in Nashville this Saturday at the James K. Polk Theater. You can go to WTFPod.com for information on that and some tickets. I think there's a few left. I'm looking forward to that. I have friends down there. You can see Nate Bargatze. Maybe I'll see Margot Price. Maybe hang out a little bit. Hopefully the show will be nice. Maybe I'll be able to, to just jam some hot chicken into my dumb face. Burn my face and my mouth, and then get on an airplane and have that experience. said that actually came into consideration for me. I was like, uh, well, am I gonna have time to get hot chicken? I'm only there for one night. And if I do get hot chicken, am I willing to pay the price for that on a fucking airplane? I, th- I think we know what I'm talking about. So, right now, I want to talk to my friend Andre Royo. Uh, great guy great actor his new independent film called hunter gatherer which is now playing in new york and los angeles this is me and uh andre so so what happened you were going to be my neighbor
1: and then it, I found I got again reality hit. I yeah. saw the I saw the beautiful house. I was excited. I looked at it. You know, we knew the asking price and yeah. all that. And I'm like this. Yeah, I am on a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. I should be able to. And yeah. then the reality hit. No. Nope. <laughs> then somebody sat me down like this. You remember the last time you did moves like this? Yeah. You you wanted to you were broke. <laughs> don't do it again. Like don't <laughs> don't get it started. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> right now you are a renter. That's yeah, yeah, what, that's yeah. what you are. Accept it. Yeah, so I, I couldn't do it, but it was such a it's such a beautiful place.
0: It it's, was all right. It was, you know, it was a nice location. would need a little work. It needed work, but the space.
1: Yeah. Like you saw the, uh, you know, like everything else, the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of opportunity that you could really, a yeah, party yeah. house, a little yeah. cool house, yeah, yeah. a little chill, like, it right. had all the amenities yeah. of being in, anything you wanted it to be. Right, right. But, but it, it couldn't be yours because you can't afford it. That's, <laughs> that's right. So, so yeah. this, uh, when was the last time you were back in New York? Oh, the last time I was back in New York. Was for uh, the uh, the movie uh, you know that's coming out uh, November sixteenth, Hunter Gatherer. Hunter Gatherer. Hunter Gatherer was in a a, a festival called uh, the Rooftop Series uh-huh. in Brooklyn. Uh huh. And I went I went down there for that and would it go over. It was great. It, yeah. it was great, first of all, to be back home. Yeah. You know, the prodigal son has returned. Yeah, yeah. With a little indie film. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like <laughs> I always
0: want to come back home like this.
1: Yeah. I'm come back and here are my, here's yeah. my, you know.
0: You're hoping to come back. Here's with my a, kill. Here's my. Your, yeah. A Superman's outfit. Yeah, you know, like yeah. A, you know, a superhero Super, outfit. A
1: superhero. The big or take. A, a, Everybody a zomb, knows me. A, yes, a zombie apocalyptic and I'm the savior. <laughs> but I got a little indie film to start <laughs> off with that. And I have to go down and go into that whole concept of, you know me. I, I'm about to crash. Mm-hmm. I'm about the artistry. <laughs> I never give up my indie spirit. Love is the you know <laughs> until they go. Could you sign here? This is, is a, a, you can.
0: You want that house? Yeah, you can yeah, get a bigger yeah, one. Can't do, it,
1: a, yeah, can't do it. But can I?
0: Can I? Can I bring my
1: craft to this I, shit? I, yes, no, no, yes, you can. The, no. Of course, you can. You That's, bring it right to the Airbnb. That's what you got to go. Take that craft and that that artistry to the Airbnb. <laughs>
0: But that's the funny thing about those kind of decisions, where you don't know how the hell a movie's going to come out when no. you get into it. You yeah. don't know. You know, you're you're mm. all acting on good faith. I don't that's know right. who the director was. How did you get the movie? How did it happen? Uh, um,
1: a, a friend of mine, uh, Julia Kim, mm-hmm. casting director. We kind of met, you know, hung out a little bit, and found out that we we kind of like the same kind of quirky films here and there. And she said, uh, you know, I got this script that I might be in casting, and it's weird. It's a weird type of, you know, it's, it, it has this it has the archetype of a movie that we've seen before, you know, man gets out of jail and tries to, you know, fix his life. Like Straight Time. Like Straight Time or or Scarecrow Uh or Strojack, you know, and it just feels like it's the norm and I'm like, all right, let me read it. And all of a sudden I'm reading it and I'm like, this tone is different. It has a little surreal, simplistic, like, honesty about this film that I kind of dig. Uh-huh. And, you want me to? be, I might have a chance to be the lead, carry a film. Mm-hmm. I said, let me, let me, let me meet the director and just talk about it. Let's chop it up and see if I can trust him and he can trust me. Yeah. And then the six nine, tall, blonde haired white boy walks up and I'm like, this, you gotta be kidding me. Come on. <laughs> what do you Come on. know? You get out. The, are you you the bodyguard? You must be the bodyguard. Where's the little Where's the little man? Where's the little brother at behind you? <laughs> yeah. Where's the little black dude yeah. that wrote this? Yeah. And he sat down and it, it, he was really like you know yeah. a cool dude and I was like, all right. Let's let's uh, see. You want to you want to do this? You, can you trust that I can do this type of role and not have people go, oh my god, look it's bubbles. Yeah, you know which I love, but you know you want to be able to craft another I, character, right? right? And he was worried about that too. He's like, yeah, you know, because guys, you know, he's he's down on his luck, blah blah blah. I don't want people to go, oh wow you know, for my first movie, I got Bubbles to play Bubbles. Yeah. That's not a... That's but not is a this le- guy
0: a drug addict? No,
1: he's not at all. But, you know, I think that in the, in the original script, there was like, you know, pushing a wagon or homeless, blah, blah, blah. And oh, yeah. Right. I was like, you know. A little close. little close. And is he there, said can, that. Can
0: I do it without a hat?
1: Okay, yeah, please. You know, can there, can there be no drugs? None. I don't want to even have a cigarette in my hand. Nothing. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it's, it's, it was fun. It was fun to really sit down, and I think the difference between an independent film and a blockbuster is that, you know, I think the expectations of everybody on the set is automatically in an indie film, they're all like this. Look, we might not go, we're just doing this because we love to do it, and mm-hmm. it, it'd it be great if it goes, you know, to the upper echelons of the bigness. yeah but it can't really. It's a little indie film and we're okay with that. Everybody here okay with that? That, You know, it, it, it being a festival here and there and then disappear. Is everybody okay with that? Right. And we all kind of go like this. Well, we're doing it for the for the love, right? <laughs> we're like, right, right. We're doing it for the craft, yeah. But right?
0: we're we're also doing it for maybe, 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 I mean, it's a maybe hope, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But but
1: but we don't need it, yeah. Yeah. No. Cause we're artists. Yeah, that's right. Of course, yeah. we don't need it. We don't it. need it. But, <laughs> but yeah. But when you do a blockbuster, you're like this. This is gonna go big, right? Like this is gonna be the one that changed my life. And, and when that fails, you go, what happened? Yeah. Cause and, everybody had different expectations of the movie. Sure, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: feeling that now in, on a country level. So yes, yeah. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, is that. With that, with the smaller crew, with the indie film, and without the, the stakes of a blockbuster that you know there is a a unity that and there is that feeling of whether it's love or not you are all working together we're all working together we're all creating together that's right you understand the limitations of the situation that's right 18 18
1: days and countdown that's right we can't shoot at the airport we gotta do it in the living room yes and you feel good and you feel good cause somebody's (laughs) back of my (laughs) going, and you feel like all the creative juices are flowing at the same time this is art this is what it's about craft services might be a little disappointing but that's all right. but as long as you let me know I always tell always. Tell every you know person that comes at me with like a, you know an indie film, they want to know if I'm in- interested in doing it. Will I do it? Which is always that wonderful question. Like, I mean, I don't know. Would you do this? As long as you let me know. If I'm gonna eat the same pizza every day, just let me know up Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. say, look, yeah. my mom is cooking. Right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> when that doesn't work, I got to deal with the pizza shop. I'm, o- I'm okay with that. Instead, that if I got an idea that yeah. it's gonna be a craft service, yeah, yeah, and it's not, yeah. I'm a little salty. That, <laughs> I'm a little bit like this. Yeah, we, is, is this the same pizza, though? Did you yeah, reheat yeah, the pizza? Yeah. 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 <laughs> man, don't we eat the pizza man that's, that's the
0: only thing in the contract writer can we mix it up on the on the craft services not yeah. two day old pizza
1: no not two day one day is good the yeah, day yeah, after yeah. is always good but that next day no it's a little hard done.
0: <laughs> so wait, now the guy who directed it wrote it yes what's his name
1: Josh Losi and this is his what third film this is his
0: first first big film first film lo- what first film ever Never did did anything. Not a short. Not, didn't look not, at anything on not, YouTube? Not,
1: not near one. Not near a one. Never wrote a movie before. Nope, not that I nope This is his first joint. This is his first joint that he was working on, and, and and that I, you know, that's I guess was the instant connection of, you know, this guy to us. And like, this is my first movie. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I. Yeah. You know, I I don't know why I wrote this story, but it spoke to me and blah blah blah. And you know, he was really you know passionate about it. And then when I sat down with him, and I'm like, look, man. I'm looking at my, you know, my career. I don't, I don't get a, to carry a film right. that often. You right. know what I mean, so yeah. No, it's exciting. Yeah. Like, it, so it's, if it, you trust me with your baby, right. And I trust you that you can execute. Yeah and you won't leave me out there in in the wind. Right. With you know your choices. Yeah. You won't, In yeah. fact the only thing I could ask steer hey, the ship. Steer the ship cuz you see indie directors you know with them 18 <laughs> days and the money's run out and all your extras left cuz you know they didn't like the cold weather or yeah. that pizza. Yeah. You see indie directors start to break down. They buckle. They buckle. They go oh my god I can't do this. I'm a guy. I can't do it. And I'm like that's the worst. Don't do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No if you don't break down I won't, I won't fax it in. I yeah, won't yeah. be like this. No one's going to see this movie anyway. <laughs> right, So right. it really doesn't matter. If yeah, I'm yeah, in it, yeah. You know, Fuck it. I just want this shoot know, to be over. You know, I mean, let me just do the line over the, over the shoulder. <laughs> I'll just do the line. You know, so I, I think, again, you know, as long as he, he had the stamina to believe in himself, to trust that he can get it done, I was like, I'm here with you and I'll give you everything I got. And... I will listen to you, <laughs> like, yeah. I, and, yeah. you know what? and you know, I might listen you, to you. You can direct me. You can come and say, "I don't feel it. I don't like it. I need a different. Give me a different choice."
0: But that's the amazing thing that you know. He's doing his first movie. You're doing your first lead in a movie. Yes. So there's a vulnerability there. That's right. There's a trust that has to happen. It has to happen. Yes. And uh, it's exciting, you it know. Is. And 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 then like the weird thing is, in my experience, just being an actor on a on a, on a show that that I, where I'm not being me. Is that uh, you know? If, you know, first the first bit, you're like, "Oh shit, am yeah. I gonna be able to do this?" Least, right. And then about halfway through, you're like, "Oh yeah, oh. this isn't as hard as I thought." This isn't hard. And then oh, you're almost done. You're like, "I'm
1: about ready for this to be <laughs> over." <laughs> Yo, this is long though. This is why did I do? Why did I? I mean, that's when you know it's really it's really testing you, and you and, yeah. and you're proud of yourself that you still allow yourself to be challenged. Right? Yeah, you still put yourself in these situations yeah. where you know the third day you're gonna be like. I didn't have to do this. Like yeah. I didn't I could be I could be watching the game. Why well, we shoot on Saturday? Oh we have to shoot on Saturday. Okay. And that's yeah. the, that's an interesting t- thing too, that you know, you're
0: elite so I don't know the situation, is that a lot of times when you're an actor you know, like, you're going to get all this coverage. You're going to do that scene, you know, 10 times yeah. from every angle. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, the ninth time, when the coverage isn't even on you, that's when you finally nail it. Of course. <laughs>
1: Wait, like, you know, I, that was uh, uh, living in oblivion. You uh, know, uh, that the whole concept of uh, Steve was saying, right. like, you do all your good work off camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> off camera, you're fantastic. Can you, that? Can you put it in cam- on the camera? Because you finally got it. You're yeah, like, be- that was the last shot. You're like, I just I just, I just nailed it. it. I just, you just, just- found- so that happens to you too. All the time, all the time, <laughs> all, the time. all the time. Or somebody else is covering. Yeah, that
0: was it. Or somebody else. Oh, yeah, when well, you're over this. your shoulder. Yeah,
1: or when somebody else, I deliver that line like like <laughs> a master, like wow. <laughs> so I get what that I get what that line really means now, not what I wanted it to mean, but what it organically means. Right. Because exactly. You you're sitting sitting there like this. It'll be cool if I say this line like this. Right. You make choices. You make but choices. But you don't
0: necessarily feel it.
1: Yes, because you make choices. You know, as an outsider. Yeah. And, Looking in at yourself, yeah. directing. You yeah. direct yourself. Yeah. And you make those choices. And once you get past that bull crap, you go, you know what? Let me start directing myself and trusting. What this scene is about, but it takes a moment. Yeah, because it doesn't happen right away. Yeah, you, you,
0: because you're you're hoping the choices will carry you, and, right. they, and 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 they can. Yes, but there are those moments where you're like, oh, I finally get what the fuck I is do. happening here, because I can read a script, and 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 then by the time it's broken into scenes and it's shot out of order, I don't know what the fuck is happening. That's right. I got to refresh myself on what's happening and everything else, and you do all this other work, but ultimately, and this is what I was getting going to get to, was that. You know, you as an actor, you as a person, you as a creative person, you know, you bring a lot to it. But the story's on the page. Yes, and and at some point,
1: you got to trust that. Yes, and and, that, and and people look at you and go, and when they see you work, and they see they see how it looks so effortless, Yeah, they don't know the whole behind the scene thing. They think then that's what you do automatically. Mm-mm. They think you don't do all the. Rebuilding and fixing right. the time. They think, oh, he comes in and he sees it. He sees it on the page. Yeah, that's what I love about this actor. Yeah, he sees yeah. it on the page. Right. Yeah. No. no. You know, behind closed doors, we tried everything under the sun, and then when we're fully exhausted, we'll read it right before we go to bed. Go. Well, that's what the scene's about. Yeah. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Shit, I might let me have let me it. try to remember that when I get on set. <laughs> let me try to remember that, you know. And I, I, I hope it. I hope I fooled them. Yes, that's I hope not, that uh, the
0: story was strong enough in that scene that uh, they don't know that I didn't know what I the didn't know fuck what was, was, was happening.
1: Who's the editor? I mean, let me know. That should be your best friend. The editor is your best friend. And
0: that's there's the other thing about where people are watching a uh, like a three minute scene mm-hmm. and they're like that was smooth. They don't realize that. That took us nine, 19 oh, hours.
1: Nineteen hours of uh, and couple, an independent film or any film. you. Mm-hmm. You know, complaining, yeah. you know, second guessing, looking at the looking at the makeup artist, like did I do good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody tell me, somebody. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to ask the director because right. I'm supposed to know. That's right. <laughs> somebody
0: tell me, yeah, did yeah, I yeah, do yeah, good, yeah. Yeah. please? The second yeah. ad, you're like,
1: that's all right. That's all right. Was good. Was all right. Yeah, I loved it, man. No, I felt it. Okay, thank you. No, I said, ser- you. seriously, don't yeah, be honest with me.
0: Though. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no lie to me, man.
0: What, what is this? What, what's the character's name?
1: Ashley. Ashley Douglas. Uh huh. A good dude. You know, I. I, I put them together, like, again, in my process now. Uh-huh. You know, the director, me and the director were talking about this tone, and yeah. it just felt a little, you know, offbeat. And, you know, I said, you know, how... Why is it offbeat? Well, you know, we again, it's offbeat in the idea of perception and how, as a black actor, I, I have to still say that. And, yeah. You know, I'm probably going to say it more now. But as a black actor, I've, I have take a, a a certain sensibility of... How we're seen on screen by watching a lot of movies and watching a lot of TV shows yeah. and seeing what surrounds us. And yeah. now I read a script where there's no cursing, there's no drugs, yeah. there's no violence, and I'm like, this "Well, that's different." And it shouldn't be, but I'm like, "Wow, that's different." There's no, there's nothing in here that hits me in the face with you're a black you're a black lead, right? And you're not gonna curse, you're not gonna there's no drugs, there's no violence. Ooh, yeah, you, f- you feel weird, right? And you go, "Wow, this is interesting." Yeah, yeah. Will okay. people get this? Will people even? want to get this do people know how to get this yeah right like yeah. and so it, and I asked him I said yo so like what you know where'd you get this tone from it was very you know it's got this little mystical the music everything about it is just a little surreal a mm-hmm. little offbeat and he told me to read a book called Confederacy of Dunces yeah sure and I read that but, the first uh, time reading it Tool. Yeah. Yeah. And I read this, and I love the lead character. Yeah. Ignatius, it was something about the way he was just braggadocious and, and just like wanted to be liked, wanted to have a connection, and it was like, come on, you gotta like me. Because you made me believe you liked me, so you should yeah, keep liking me. yeah. And then I thought about Kanye West, and how Kanye West, you know, Kanye West says some stuff. Yeah. And most of the stuff that he says makes sense. Yeah. We just don't like who's, who's saying it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he says it, we're like, this, yeah. I'm like, we're not going to tell you you're smart, just shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just shut up. But <laughs> yeah. Then later on, they go. I mean, it makes you, I wish somebody else said it. <laughs> like, like if somebody else said it. I, you know, Wait, I wouldn't have had this reaction. Yes, yes, yeah. So Ashley Douglas, you know, he has a you know an idea of how you know he was perceived. You know, like going back to your high school in union, and you go, every you know before you go, you're like everybody loved me. I was, the, I was, yo, I was the funniest guy on the planet. And then when you go to school and you bumble to some people at the back, you know, later on they go, you were kind of an asshole, right? You know, you was kind of you know you was annoying, obnoxious, and you're like. Yeah. You kind well, of caught up like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, why are you being so mean, Maybe Right? How are you go and then you be mad? How is, it's your fault? You you made me believe that you like me. Yeah, that's not my fault. Yeah. Now you know. So yeah. Ashley has a problem. Ashley's uh-huh. coming out of jail and saying, "What, he, what was he in the can for?" Ah, uh, it's it's not revealed in the script. I have my backstory, mm-hmm. but it's not revealed in the script. And I think you know, it was the director's choice that he didn't he didn't want people to define this character by a, you know a, a, a specific pass like oh, right. he's a, oh, he's a convict, right? To so, hang that so, on, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. To convict's hang him on, enough. Convict's enough. We know why he makes his choices. You know, and, right? So you know, we, we don't we don't reveal that, and we keep it very that's interesting. Yeah, we keep it very. You know, very oblique. Is that the right word? I yeah, I think know. so. Yeah, but we just keep it. You know, the audience. Because never knows. if it was
0: drugs, or if it was he was a killer, you start building yeah, and then
1: all of a sudden, you know that you that have an idea over. what the character is. Right. You've already put like, and no, that's not what it's about. It's, it's about not. a guy trying to reintegrate himself, reintegrate, find himself, and 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 just try to, you know get the life that he had before he left and Well it sounds like you know that you know however humbling prison
0: is, it was for the character which is obviously going to be somewhat yeah. that you know the options getting out were well I'm just going to go back to being this this big guy or whatever I thought I was before That's right and yeah. then life humbles him That's right Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. You've been through this before, huh? <laughs> we speak of experience. I see. Yes, that's it. Uh, you know, that's exactly the right. W- you will be humble. <laughs> yes, you will be.
0: Yeah, there's no way around
1: it. Absolutely, uh, in- unless you get out early. Unless you get out, <laughs> or just move somewhere else. See, if you go somewhere else, you can create. Yeah, this, yeah. You know. yeah. And then you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving, and your <laughs> character stays the same, and you, full, you have a new set of friends. Uh huh. And yeah. who are the other actors you work with? Anything exciting there? Well, we we have this uh, guy George Sample III, mm-hmm. new actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is his uh, second movie. Found him in Sundance. He did a movie called Cronus, and he was you know fresh out of St. Louis. um and he's a you know a first timer, and you know it was so humbling to sit there and in a table read, and he was like you know, you know last week I was just hanging out in Seven Eleven, and now I'm working with the great Andre Royal. Oh yeah, come on, I'm just like this. I Can't let him down. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know all my lines. I gotta hit every mark. Now I gotta teach. You know, I, no, not even teach, but I just gotta be perfect. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I gotta be perfect. You gotta be the great Andre Royal. I gotta Royale. be the great Andre Royal. <laughs> and 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 then all of a sudden yeah. you learn a lot because you see you know yeah. a young person their glee and, they, and they're making choices and you're like wow this, he's finding things you remember what it was like when you found things yeah yeah when yeah. you just was like oh my god this is a good choice and we kind of just worked well off each other and then there was another woman calais stewart uh-huh. a comedic actor who did a lot of things um on tbs and uh, you know she's like the, the i think she just sold the show where she talks about her life in the, as an actor where she's always the the black female friend, <laughs> like I, yeah. and, and she was just cool, and, and she also said to me, you know, it was just weird, like, I don't know, I found a lot of gray hairs after the first day of meeting everybody, because they made me feel old. Oh yeah. she was just like, you know, I first met you, or saw you running around in the Acapulco Black Film Festival back in the day, and your energy, I was like, wow, this guy, he's gonna make it. And then if he can make it, <laughs> hey, I can make uh, it too. So now I'm working with you, and my manager and agent said, the only reason they brought me the script because there's no money down script, yeah. it's because Andre Roy was on it. Oh, no shit. And I'm like this, oh my God, the weight of everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta act and now, live up oh, to these no. young people's I mean, expectations. It was, it, was, it was awesome, they held me accountable and then I held them accountable like, don't fuck up the great Andre <laughs> Yeah. I Leading you, role. No, I know. Hope you said that. Well, you know, I implied <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, It's subtext, subtext. The subtext. But it, it was it was beautiful, it was beautiful and I, I think it's on the screen. I hope everybody goes out and. and 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 understands the um, the the simplicity, the humanity that I I I found that people say I bring to every character where you know they just seem real. Yeah. And you know we I think we have a, a it's one of those comedies where you just you kind of awkwardly laugh at the idea that this is how people act in uh-huh, real life. Uh huh. Like this is like you know this is what the, you know the internet blew up on when you just caught people in news conference talking and when you hear them talking you go. That's a, that's a real person what was your feeling when you when you watched it were you like all right when I watched it I, I I told the director you know the same thing from when I read the script to watching it I said you know what every once in a while you know I, I'm involved in a project that makes me a better artist that makes me feel like a better person because I make decisions on doing something yeah. not because I think or want or hope but just because I liked it yeah. you know and, 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 and my best compliment uh, today you know it went by, it, it premiered in South by Southwest and I won Best Actor and it, all this you know people were going like oh I, I really it was so different it was so unique it was so weird and was stuff that you don't hear that much in yeah. acting no more you don't hear unique it was weird I didn't yeah. know what I didn't know what I was watching and all of a sudden I didn't know why but I liked it yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of it feels you know it's refreshing yeah. and my manager came to me you know and was like this okay you know what you were right and I love that. Yeah, like, but yeah, like, yeah. they were waiting for this to be bad. Did you know? She, she was fighting on you. Yeah, fighting all day. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna make sure I make I get you to book something that you can never do. This movie. It was like that kind of energy because they were just scared. They were just like, "We don't get it. I don't get the movie. It just seems strange." And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, no, that's why I like it." Yeah. And I want to tell I'm doing. You know, and it, it worked out. I don't know if last time we talked about you know how it came to pass, but you know I'm in the middle of casting for this movie. Like I'm, I'm reading with other actors to see who's playing the part. We about to shoot next month. Everything is going well. I'm kind of excited. And then my manager calls and is like, oh, Empire, Empire, called. Right. they they got a role for you. You gotta leave like tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I got, I'm, I'm in the middle of casting. No, I told you, I told you. I got, you can't say no to Empire. Empire's too big. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I know it's a big show, but I don't know. Well, Danny Strong is calling you. Pick up the phone, you know, co- create a yeah. uh, member. So he calls me and he's like, hey, you know, i you doing, look, I, I know you might have heard this is a, a four episode arc, but no, we want you for the long run. Like, if it works out, we love you. And we know, we've we seen it work before. Yeah. You know, we love you to come on board. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I know, I, listen, I get it. You're a big show. I love the show. You know, I, I love the impact that it has. I'm doing this indie film. Yeah. And he's like, this, <laughs> Indie. Okay. Hey, how about this? You do, you. you when you doing this, when you want to shoot the movie, I said, it's an 18-day shoot, want to shoot next month. Okay, that's not going to work, but here's what I can do. You come start working the Empire. I'll take two episodes. you will give you two episodes off, and then you can go shoot the movie. All you got to do is have those people wait for you. And I never heard that. And an actor at that at my level, <laughs> okay? the great Andre Rorto, never heard that before. Like, You want me to go up and tell these guys that are making this movie to wait for me? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's not, uh, or, or you know what? But I got this guy saying on Empire, he'll give me two episodes off to go do it. You know, and I was like, okay. So he gets it. He gets that, you know, I, I might love this indie, but I also need that money and love, you know, Empire. Yeah, but they want you. But they want me. Yeah. And they're willing to go, It will not want you bad enough, they will do you a favor. Yeah. We'll let you go do your yeah. indie film. Yeah. So I go up to the producers and the director and they're casting, like, you know, Jay, we got another guy coming in. I'm like, look, um, remember when I told you, oh, you know, my man is going to make sure <laughs> I, I get a job that won't allow me to do this movie? They just called me for Empire, blah blah. Do you mind waiting like two more months, and we shoot in a couple of months? And the room was silent. Director Josh was like, "Oh, you know, you see his face. (laughs) All of a sudden, that six nine white boy to look mean." I'm like, "Oh," (laughs) and he was like, "You know, he was like, well, you know, you're doing Empire. That's a lot of, you know, it's gonna be a lot of eyes on you." Yeah, and this is an indie film. Oh, thinking ahead, the The business, baby, the business, baby, show business. And then he and he was like, "This, you know what? Yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait." And it, it took a hit. Like they lost the whole chunk of like the, you know, the grip. Oh, everything was all ready the crew. To go. Yeah. They, they left, and we had to rehire new people. Yeah. But they waited, and that's the, that was like the first time in my career I had somebody bending, you know, doing me a favor. Yeah. On network and a uh, movie, uh, movie house going. Yeah, we'll wait. Yeah, you're 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 learning the business. I'm Learning the business. I'm I'm moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was it, all around. For mentally and spiritually and artistically, it was a a growth, mm-hmm. and I you can only hope that you keep growing and you keep involving yourself and challenging yourself in new projects that make you grow absolutely Because you don't want to get bored no no you don't want to get bored or complacent or, or feel like you you know you're hiding yes like, yeah, yeah i am mean, yeah, too ins- I'm, i i am not worth anything no, 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 come on let's do, the, the check clear the check clear yeah, yeah, right. Right. we're on season 19 we do season 19 <laughs> yeah, just, why not? Right. one more. One, say, more one more it's not gonna i'll i'll do that passion <laughs> project i'll do that passion project next next
2: year
1: <laughs> So how did empire go empire's fun it's going it's going well it was you know at the com- the time that i came on you know second season there was a lot of guest stars, you know, the energy of the, you know, expectation because the first season it was a monster. Yeah. So you could feel you could feel like the second season everybody wanted to, you know, hit the same way. So you could feel there was a little tension on set, but the actors, Taraji and Terrence, the young kids, they were so fun that they were like that tension, that's that's, yeah. that's some that's somebody else's problem. Yeah. We just in the playground. We just yeah. play. And we just played it and, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's oh, been good. a lot of fun and, and, and the uh what do you call it? The feedback from my character is dope. I'm oh, having yeah. a good time. Yeah. And now, you know, I go somewhere, like, I, I was doing something for the school, and, like, all the kids run out, oh, that's Thirsty from Empire, but all the teachers come out, that's Bubbles. bubbles. What are you talking <laughs> about, <laughs> about? And they, but they don't Ooh. know, they don't know who's, who's Yeah, Thirsty, Who Bubbles, yeah, yeah, and I'm just sitting like this, wow, this is oh. kind of cool. Well, I'm going to my trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sort of
0: like, you, now you your Bubbles and something and else. And <laughs>
1: something else. For, for, you know, Bubbles will stay in my heart forever, wire yeah. for life, but... Hey, I, I, I want You know You yeah. want people to know but that yeah,
0: But Thirsty can live there too Thirsty
1: can live there too We have so many personalities In our in our bodies that, Yes I got a couple more characters In my body That I hope can come out Well it's great man And yep. I, I, wish, I wish you The best of success
0: With the movie It's always
1: good to see it. You. you too man Thank you And keep, you know, keep your eye out For a couple of houses In the I'm neighborhood I'm looking Yes. I'm looking. I'll, I'll make sure to stack them. Checks. If
0: I, if I if I get if I go too crazy, you might buy this one.
1: Oh, well, you know, just give me a, give me a discount, man. Just give me a discount. All right, good man. Well, good to see you. You too, my man. Take care.
0: Love that guy. Movie sounds great. It it sounds uh, interesting. But it's always good to talk to him. He's a real actor and a, definitely a, a real dude. Sweet guy. Legs McNeil and Jillian McCain. Uh, the, this is a, a little chaotic interview, but Legs is a an old crank, cranky punk rock bastard, and Jillian's a, a little more level-headed, but their book, Please Kill Me, was just re-released in a special 20th anniversary edition. You can get it now wherever you get books. All right, so this is me and them talking about rock and roll, punk rock pretty specifically. <laughs> ¶¶ I know I had a copy of Please Kill Me, but I've get, I've had like four, Don't and I give them, them away.
3: No, yeah, you can't. You'll never see them. No, I know they're I like
0: know. because the book. The reason I I didn't even know you guys are going to be in town. I got you. You have your publicity. Whoever was in charge sent me something, and I'm like, I'd, I'd like to talk to them. Yeah. I because because I, the book like changed my life. But I imagine you hear that a lot. Do you hear that? Yes, but I
2: want to hear how it changed your (laughs) Your life.
0: (laughs) I kind of missed the whole thing. You know, I missed that time. I was a little too young. So I, you know, whatever I got musically, you you know, was already, because I graduated high school in 81. So that wave was already crashing and it was all, and I was, you know, in the middle of New Mexico. So I had to have one guy. What
3: the fuck were you doing in the middle of New Mexico? My
0: parents settled there. They're from Jersey originally, and I, you know, somehow ended up, you know, growing up in yeah. Albuquerque. But I had the one record store guy that turned me on to Ship. Right. I had no sense of that whole time, but yeah. I liked some of the people involved. So when I got it, I'm trying to remember what year it was. Just knowing about all of those people and the ev- more importantly, the evolution from psychedelics through Detroit to yeah. you know that the history. The history was was compelling to me and it yeah, all tied yeah, together yeah. and made sense. Yeah. So during the time I was reading it, I was listening to all of it. So I was able to listen to all these people in context and put uh-huh. them all together. And also the book because it's an oral history humanized people that I I I, I was um that were my heroes for yeah. better or for worse. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah that, that's what we hoped. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That was the plan. Yeah.
0: Well,
3: we had to show cuz Danny Fields was very early on to Duncan Hanna. Yeah. He goes. He goes. What's Wayne Kramer like? What's right? He goes. They're assholes. <laughs> and, he, and he goes. But they're great. And he goes. Yeah, they're all great. But yeah. they're all assholes too. And that's kind of the. That's. We took that as sure. pointed, to show everyone as heroic as possible. Yeah. And also as disgusting as possible. Well yeah, I've had you know,
0: I had Wayne in here. Yeah. I had Iggy yeah, in here. Yeah. Wayne's better now. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> he's uh right. yeah. you know he's a pop. Yeah. He just you know. became a dad and he's so articulate too. Yeah, he's, yeah, a sweet very, guy. Right? Well, he's yeah. got you know, he's got purpose in his yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, mo- uh, mo- most dramatically, the one that took a fall for me was Lou Reed. Really, mm. that and also uh, Nico became this fucking person. Like it, it blew my mind, in not just the music, but just in the sense of of realizing these people are people, and it's not that they're not good people, yeah. but they're just sort of like no, oh, they're just fucking yeah. She's yeah. just a pig. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, I don't know what I was thinking. he's just a bunch of dirty drug addled. Fuck monsters. <laughs> 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 Who isn't, Beau Mark? No, I know. I, I <laughs> no, I know. But like, there's there's some weird cutoff in the brain when you want someone to be this rock god. Yeah, and every and the, but it constantly it happens in here all the time when I talk to people. I mean, that's the best thing that can happen is you're like these are just people. Yeah, but you don't want to believe it. Some part of you doesn't. You you want the whatever the persona is. But a lot of times, they're if they're not j- monsters, they're just bores.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. You know. That's, exactly. That's worse. Yes. Exactly. I think so too.
3: For an yeah. oral history, yeah. definitely. Yeah. No. For life. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think yeah, you're right. right for yeah, life. Like, yeah. You're no, like, oh,
0: oh god. Like actors, like yeah. it are tricky. Like yeah. some of them, like have a you know a, a, a deep you know kind of personality. But a lot of them, you want so much for them to be who they. are. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. they, who they are acting as, and they, they're not. And you gotta forget, that you. we always forget that somebody wrote those lines for them. Sure. You know? Yeah. They didn't just come yeah, up. Yeah, actors thinking. are a little tricky, but yeah. you can find them in there yeah. sometimes. <laughs> but now when you guys, what year did it come out? So it's the 20th anniversary, so that means it was 1996. So that was way after the fact. Yeah. Let's go back to the history a little bit, Legs. You, you're you sort of a, a seminal figure yeah, in sort of punk the, rock. Yeah, Well.
3: Because I named Punk Magazine,
0: which named the movement. Yeah. well How
3: old were you? I was nineteen. So you
0: were nineteen, yeah. running around New York. Where did you grow up in New York?
3: No, I grew up in Connecticut, which was the worst state in the union. Sure. The, I, the yeah, it's I understand just a Connecticut. Nightmare. Wh- yeah. What part of Connecticut? Cheshire, Cheshire, Connecticut. What's that? Where near? my, where my, actually, my good. It's near.
0: It's a bedroom community. Two towns north of New Haven. So what was happening? So so you you were 19 in what, 19, in what, what year? I just wanted to, to get out of Connecticut. Sure. Any way possible. What year was it? Um, that we went to, we moved to New York.
3: I moved to New York in 74. John Holmstrom had already moved there, and he was writing letters to me saying, I'm going to be a millionaire before you. It was always very competitive. With me. <laughs> From
0: what I understand, New York in, in that time was like, Devastated. Yes,
3: it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> it was. <laughs> that's, that's the was, other word for it. It was, it was gorgeous. It yeah. was. It
3: was like Dresden after the firestorm. It really was, it was. Right. Really. I mean, there were really like burnt out buildings. Just. I mean it was like this giant movie set see white flight had happened right been happening through the 50s and it was the very end of white flight Yeah. so everybody in new york who grew up there and moved had moved to the suburbs yeah so downtown new york was like deserted it was like this giant movie set yeah
0: it was so great it was so much fun and, and you guys what were you living for like a nickel In a yes in a-
3: yeah i i got paid um in the beginning, I got paid thirty dollars a week at Punk Magazine, and that salary was cut to fifteen. Uh huh. <laughs> so I was living on fifteen dollars. I mean, we had to <laughs> we had to take showers at Nancy Spungen's house. You know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She was actually. You know, everybody says. I mean. And Chloe Webb did a great job of her. Uh huh. And Sid movie. Nancy. Yeah.
0: But you know, I like Nancy. Nancy was fine. You know. Well, well, who else was hanging around? So you were, you were sort of defining this. You were not a musician, but you were seeing what was going on downtown. No, I, I
3: never wanted to be a musician. I didn't want you know have to wait for my drummer to get, get go to the methadone clinic in the morning. No, I know. <laughs> or I, die. Or, or carry those that equipment. You know, that was they were always carrying these giant abs.
2: Fuck <laughs> that. Lazy.
3: Yeah, I'm lazy. <laughs> But, Plus, I have no musical ability whatsoever.
2: Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you. T- but t- I didn't want to carry anything. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you tapped in somehow. Like, you, like when you got to New York, was the plan to write about the music scene or, or to, to just... Holmstrom, I wanted to make movies.
3: Yeah. You know, I thought being a movie director, I'd get laid faster. Yeah. You know, I thought the magazine was stupid. stupid did John kept saying, I want to do this magazine about
0: rock and roll and... Because Comics, well, yeah. what was out there that, at that point was just Cream and uh, Crawdaddy. And, yeah. uh, like main, rock do, scene. Rock scene. Right, rock circus. Scene, circus, yeah. So you guys were kind of going to go anti that. that. Those were rock and roll mags, and Cream was sort of the rock and roll mag, well, so you were going to fight that.
3: They were writing about rock and roll in such intellectual terms.
0: And it, really? Yeah.
2: Not he, Lester Bangs. Yes, he was.
0: He was pretty long. Yeah, he was, yeah,
3: like, he it it been, wasn't yeah. quite intellectual, but it was... I mean, it was like writing... I mean, he writes a 10,000-word review of raw power why don't you just fucking put on the record lester you know mm-hmm. well but he was yeah.
0: but he defined a sort of rock voice yes. for criticism yeah he what
2: was who but what? like richard Meltzer was hilarious yeah richard, I, yeah he,
0: and he's a smarty fan oh so. yeah. yeah yeah but he what who, what band was he working with was it uh blue Easter cult yes
3: yes yeah. yes yeah <laughs> the first time i met richard i said you don't look so tough and he punched me right
0: in the stomach
2: did he really wow. <laughs>
0: I am, but he was ocean, at the Ocean Club. But you came to New York later, right?
2: Yeah, I came to New York in '87.
0: So it was like that. It was it gone. was done.
2: It was done. What was
0: happening in '87? Was that like Fiorucci's and, and no, Buggie? Fiorucci was already
3: done. It
2: had, no, it had just closed down, much to my
0: disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> but where did you, you come from?
2: I came from New Brunswick, Canada. Wow. So I had older brothers and sisters who brought the records home.
0: So you grew up with the record.
2: Yeah, I was like in my Star Wars pajamas uh-huh. with the headphones on, <laughs> ignoring mom Ramones. and dad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what compelled you to go to New York cuz you like he said you you write poetry, oh, that must be part of it. No, no, just the
2: first time I went there I was like this is home. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like 10. You were yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's when you moved to the Lower East Side.
2: You were 10. See later. I had
3: a, I I went to stay with my my uncle George when I was 11 and I thought I'm gonna move here too. You know, you, you just you just, you just hit it. know. You just know. No, no, yeah. I felt that. You know, because
0: yeah. my my family was in Jersey, and when we'd go visit them, you know, I would take the bus in as a 14 year old, right in 19. 19- well, it's 77. Cool, And I would just yeah. walk around. Oh, wasn't it, gl- wasn't it
3: glorious? Yeah, yeah. it was. Because you yeah. go to
0: like, look at all the music stores. That was my thing. I'd go look at guitars. Then I'd go to Colony Records. And then I'd go down to the village to Bleaker Bob's. Right. But like, for some reason, the punk thing was happening then. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah, didn't did, penetrate. Didn't catch yeah. me. I thought it was, I don't know what it was. That was the other thing as I'm talking to you, that I realized that I got emotionally invested You know, in in the lives of these people that you guys talk to, I didn't know much about those guys. Like, I had the Dead Boys, I knew Blondie, I knew, you know, uh, the Ramones a bit, I knew the New York Dolls. I had those records again. They didn't, you know, register with me, but there was something about the Heartbreakers that just fucking killed me. It's like you guys, you must must have gone to a lot of funerals in the last decade.
2: Mm, (laughs) There's been 42 people who have died. From the book? Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mostly of cancer
3: surprising you'd think it would have been drugs but it was it was cancer,
2: cancer a few uh Hepsi. C. Hep c oh yeah, yeah,
0: god they yeah. missed the cure yeah because yeah. they got it they handled yeah. that thing yeah they it took a while but yeah. i know i know cats yeah. with the hep and they got the cure yeah and it's sort of like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool like years of sweaty yeah. and tired and dying just boom yeah but what was your in New York, when you got there, because I know you write poetry, but did you already feel like, you must be closer to, to my age, probably. Yeah,
2: I'm 50.
0: Yeah, I'm 52. Did you already feel like you, you like it felt to me when I got to New York, even in the, in the late 80s, which I guess would be, is that when you went? Yeah. Right. So I got there the first time I was there was in 89, that you wanted all that shit to be in place that was in the book, and it was really on its way out. Like, there was still dope on the streets in in 89. Crack files. Right, and I was on second between A and B, so there's heroin, but that all started to go away, and whatever is left of these guys that you talk to, they were just kind of drooping around with their you know old leather pants, yeah, right. you know, and, yeah. and people going like, "That's the guy," I'm like, yeah. "That's the, the guy. guy."
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so like the 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 romance of it was sort of you know gone. Well, that's why we did the book
3: when we did it because for me, yeah, it, it was evaporate. You know, this whole scene that I had been involved in was really kind of wonderful and great, right? And and the challenge for us was. Can we recreate it in just words? Right, you know that—that really was and, the challenge. Well,
0: what, who, what was it, whose idea was it to do an oral history? I mean, how, what was it based on? Well, Jillian and I
3: were became friends through Maggie Estep. Oh, sad she you died yeah. too. I love uh, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. So, and we were always talking about writing and doing stuff. Yeah. And Jillian and I really loved. Edie, the Edie book. Yes. Well, yeah, it changed my life. life. Yeah, it changed mine too. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, and I was doing this book supposedly with Dee Ramon. He came to me, and you know, he want uh, cash up he, front. And, no, he he. You know, he would just go legs, yeah. legs. I gotta talk to you Yeah, legs. You know, that Dee voice. Yeah. Um, and. So that did, but I started interviewing Danny Fields, yeah. which was just amazing. It was like therapy because I was really depressed
0: when I started the book. Yeah, and
3: I would have to go to Danny's, and it was in this. Why mo- were
0: you depressed? Because the wave had crashed. No, and- I had,
3: I, yeah, I had done this magazine that failed. and I lost a lot of money, going oh. through a divorce, and oh, you know, yeah. just a lot of midlife stuff. Well. well <laughs> also, writing. I had been working at Spin, and, yeah, and it, it had become like pornography. Okay, Madonna on the cover this month. And sure, you know this. You know, yeah. It's just you know just oh, it's it's you know yeah endless. Yeah, you know, and it's like I wanted to fall in love with writing again. Yeah, you know, I wanted to get away from the business. Sure, of bit. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so Jillian and I were, and you know, she was at St. Mark's
0: Poetry Project. And she, oh, you were you were part of that?
3: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I worked there for years. Yeah,
0: that's sort of another sort of nostalgic. <laughs> well, kind that of was mainstay. great because
2: when I got to New York, it was, I mean, uh, the New York School of poets were yeah. all alive. Um, you know, there was this rare bookstore we'd go hang out with Hunky and Corso. So I still got some dreams to come <laughs> true. <through. laughs> yeah, it's so
0: it's so wild that the people that define this whole trajectory historically. They're so fucking specific. Yeah. yeah. And they were sort of available yes. for, a, for a long a man. time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. For a, yeah. And if then, you had and money then, to give we, Corso. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 He oh, was yeah.
3: such a hustler. Oh, really? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And Hunky, but Hunky was more elegant about it.
0: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. they were always broke? Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's so like, because I had a romance about that, like those guys, the beats. And I. when I grew up in Albuquerque, there was a cat who wanted to use bookstore. His name was Gus. He was real important in my life. And I remember there was a poster in there. I used to have it framed. For, it was like maybe the first or second year of the Naropa Institute. And all of them were going. Like Burroughs was alive and Snyder, or not maybe not Snyder, but Corso. And and, and all of them. Waldman. Waldman, yeah. yeah. So there's a big list at Ginsburg. They're all going to go for this conference. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like 20. And I say to Gus, like, I got to get up there. He's like, what do you want to hang out with those geriatrics <laughs> for? I never really thought about it like that. No, yeah, just like a yeah, bunch of old cranky poets.
2: But that's funny because I went to Naropa for a summer. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was so it? So much fun. It was? was it? Yeah, it was Ginsburg, Burroughs, Ann Waldman, um, you know, lesser known, Alice Notley, Bernadette Mayer. uh, It was just fun. Meeting those people, it's like meeting Jim Carroll. Oh, Oh, man.
0: So when... When you when you're, we're we're talking about the beginning of the book, so you're depressed. Yeah, you're uh, excited.
2: I was depressed. You're depressed my, too. Yeah, yeah. my mama just died, and it was time to fold up the poetry project and needed something else to do. And we were so New York. I mean, when you look back, New York was still great right. yeah. compared to, to what, what is now. Happen. Yeah, right. But we were seeing it begin to change. I mean, I love when we're shocked because there's a Barnes and Noble. Opening, it's like ah, oh, yeah. right. New York is changing, and
0: there was a gap on St. Mark's. Yeah, place right. Oh, I remember Street. when all that
2: happened. Yeah. where you're sort
0: of like, yeah. wait, what? But I got great shirts there. I must yeah. say, sure they had cheap yeah. t-shirts. It was pretty practical, yeah. nondescript shit. Yeah, 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 it was yeah easy to it was, shop. There. Yeah, I know it was cheap. But that too. was
2: also when, like, Burroughs went on was on Gap commercials. That yeah, was that really was a weird, weird when when yeah.
0: people were so easily co opted. But yeah, but it also was uh, there. There was something about that, as much as you may have liked Bill, that there was something. Kind of like impenetrable about his image, so it wasn't going to really make him no. look bad.
2: Yeah,
0: no, no. And no. you spent time with him
2: a little, legs more so.
3: I I used to go out to Kansas for a week to basically see my friend James Gowerholes, who was yeah, his guy, assistant, yeah, you know, and and we'd hang out with Bill.
0: You yeah. know. I love that. Like you know, over time, like I I, I somehow finally got a, a copy of that documentary, the Burroughs documentary, yeah. which I right. love. Yeah, and it was it was hard to find for a while. Maybe Criterion put it out or something, yeah. but. Just that you know how you imagine those guys. And then just to to yeah. see the dude that wrote <laughs> yeah. junkie and naked yeah. lunch just sort of you know doddering around with cats. Like yeah, right. this one's really nice. <laughs> I, 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 I know.
3: That's all he talked about with
0: cats.
2: <laughs> and yeah. feeding goldfish. Fish, yeah. Come here, little fishy, fishy, fishy.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so, like and that's like when you realize that so many of these people that the life of uh, the mind and the 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 literary life. It's completely not necessarily the life they're living. No. No, no, no. 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 And it's a no. little bit disappointing sometimes, even with songwriters, you know, where you're like, this about you? Yeah, like, right. no, yeah, I write right. a song. It made up a guy. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <Okay>. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I learned that lesson with Nick Lowe. He was in here, and he played the, uh, the Beast in me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but I'm like, this has got to be his life. And he's like, I no know. But I, I, Nick Lowe
3: is the coolest guy in the world. He's a sweet guy, too. I, I, I was with him and Elvis in there. Costello, Elvis I see. Elvis Costello. Yeah. We were doing lines of cocaine the entire length of the pinball machine. And you had to do the whole line or you'd be an asshole. <laughs> That's you right. Know, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I had the worst hangover of many, many, many bad probably, hangovers. And that was probably the worst. Two days later you had it. Yeah, right. It, when yes, he finally yes, slept. slept. Yeah. But I can't you hated coke. Yes, but I hated cocaine. That's I That's why everyone says,
2: <laughs> I hated coke, but I did it.
3: I loved it. Yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, Did, what, didn't once, last long enough. Yeah but. yeah, but once it was gone, I it wasn't like I was craving it.
0: No, I was never one of those people yeah. too often where you know we gotta go out and get yeah. you know where it's four in the morning and you mm-hmm. finished an eight ball and it's like well, is the guy still up? Like I was always sort of like why? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, I've listened exactly. to you talk That's, enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else could you possibly have to say about nothing? I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine Elvis Costello on blow because he was here on an espresso and I couldn't fucking keep <laughs> yeah, up with him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all right. So you you decide that this is the way to do it. So what leads to the oral history well, concept? I, I, I was interviewing Danny Fields, right? And
3: Jillian was reading the transcripts, yeah. in the morning before she went to work, yeah. And she always says with a yellow highlighter. I remember it was with a purple fucking highlighter, yeah. And she would circle, and you go, you got to put this in. You got to
2: all the stories that are in the book, well, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, but yeah. they didn't fit in with the remotes
3: yeah. See, because I was the first. The concept idea. was to do a Didi book. Uh huh. Jillian kept saying, it's much bigger than that. And it's, you know, so I just said, fuck it. Why don't you just do it with me?
0: Yeah. You know, so that's how it came. And about. you guys were friends. Were you romantically involved? Are you romantic? What's going on?
2: For five Four minutes. minutes. Oh, yeah. oh, and then you just sort of. As like, Danny says, you have to get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 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 You got it out of
0: the way. Yes. Obviously, you're not crazy in the way that that would become a liability. No. 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 Good. No. no. But uh, all right, so that's how the oral history is born, but you still had to go out and, and track all these people down and talk to them. I mean
3: And this right?
2: was pre internet.
0: Yeah. Right. Well
2: if you yeah. look at our day
3: yeah. books from that for this four year period, yeah. We were doing interviews around the clock. And we had to adjust everybody's schedule. I remember like Penny Arcade was flying to Italy in the morning, so we started at midnight and went to I mean, I was I was collapsing yeah, at the end of the interview. I mean, so we we really did a lot
0: it's funny though because like she's a good example of a of someone that you know if you're not no one would necessarily know penny arcade and her place in that whole thing if you guys hadn't pulled a lot of these people out of the shadows i mean that was the 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 amazing thing about the book for me was that how how much of a community despite whatever they may have thought it it was just out of necessity and that punk rock and i learned this again from mike watt that like punk was not what the style of music that is now associated with punk. Became yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just a bunch of very creative people doing whatever the fuck yeah they wanted, wanted to, to do. Mm-hmm. you know, busting it open. Yeah, and in in in, in and that it all happened in the wake of like I thought it was very. Again, I'm I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. That you Sorry. tracked that like in, in my recollection of the book that you were able to sort of do what. Um, what Thomas Wolf did, is that is it Thomas Wolf or Tom Wolf. Tom, Tom Wolfe did with the the acid test in the, the meeting of, you know, the psychedelics of, of California and the psychedelic community of New York, that there was a difference and you guys were able to track through Warhol into Lou Reed yeah. and then into if I'm remembering correctly like Bowie's first tour mm-hmm. and well, how that impacted the, the no you know what the connection is there
3: What John Cale produces the first Stooges record and Nico moves into the fun house and, and in Detroit and gives everyone VD that was yeah, the thing yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. Nico yeah. did that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: like what? The, how could that lady from the record <laughs> like it was one of those moments where like oh she was just full of VD and oh. we, <laughs> fucked all the Stooges Yeah, Nico's that <laughs> I'm marking no, her. She, she's down a notch.
2: <laughs> I don't think she, she fucked okay, all this. No, she was just with
0: Iggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess who didn't fuck Iggy, right? I was with Howie Pyro the other night, and, and you
3: know the, the the famous DJ, and he's in Degeneration. Yeah. He yeah. was in the Misfits and Danzig. And yeah. I said, oh, I took a cab with Nico once, and he said I shot dope with her, and he was, he was always one upping me. <laughs> yeah, Howie, totally. Howie, Howie, because Howie, Howie. Yeah. Howie, yeah.
2: Howie was on the scene at age 14.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like to me, it's very odd, and I still can't you know wrap my brain around it because as much drugs as i did like i never like i wasn't part of the culture of shooting dope and it's either like was it,
3: i i was just a drunk
0: right yeah, yeah i mean I, I smoked heroin i snorted it when it was good and yeah. like what was it in the late 80s when it was in new york where it, they realized that they could open up a market of kids if they just made it really good and snortable and sort of i like, <laughs> guess it's time to try it <laughs> 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 finally a nice way that i can do it without blood um didn't like it. Didn't take. Thank God. But you, you hate needles, right? Well, it's not that I hate them. It's just like I didn't want to develop that relationship. Yeah. It, it seems so sorted yeah. and so private and so weird. But the thing that that and gets so medical, medical. medical but you know? like but like anything else, like you figure it out if that's what you need. Yeah. yeah. And and like I used to see needles all over the place in my neighborhood. But like at the time of of the punk thing, is like it must have just been like smoking in some level. There were people that did it and they do it together yes. and they didn't mind watching other people do it. And it's a it's a pretty horrible thing to watch. Yeah. But it seemed like it was everywhere yeah. and it just leveled that whole fucking community. Richard Hell was the first one who shot
3: a dope in front of me and it was like it was like, oh wait a minute and he pulled out a drawer and just i was just like oh god you oh, yeah gotta do, oh, you yeah. gotta do this before you leave the house this is the,
0: well they did yeah i know that's the I weird know. thing and I like yeah i never like it, but i know that it must have been everywhere yeah you know but uh but it, it sort of leveled that whole fucking world didn't it yeah
2: most so, people got sober
0: yeah yeah and then they got cancer yeah <laughs> <laughs> they did a that lot of people do get sober like yeah. i'm real close with jerry stall and like he's been sober a long time yeah, yeah. And, but like you know when you really think about that life that those guys lived it's like holy fuck that was crazy man mm. so all right so how do you track all these cats down in in, in what is it 87 you wrote the book i mean mm. no no, no, ni- no 91 to
2: we started yeah, yeah oh you
0: got there in 87 that. so like you did you have to sort of do the thing were you still in touch with everybody or were you like i don't even know where that guy is yeah i was actually you know and and people would help out oh i have his number and they'd give it to you and you call them and and you know, and out of those people, like who was your your greatest resource? Really, I mean, who who, who was the thread? Danny, Danny, Danny Fields. Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And know, he was what? He was a producer,
3: right? No, he was the he was he was the editor of Sixteen Magazine. He worked for the record company. guy. Yeah. He right. signed the he, Stooges and the MC five on the same day. Was he
0: involved with Jim Morris? Wasn't he the old Yes, school? he was a
3: pub, he was the first publicist for the doors. That's right. Okay. I mean, Danny has had the most remarkable career sure. in the history of careers.
0: Yeah, he's like the the, the dark zealot of modern yes, exactly. rock. Exactly. He yeah. got he got Nico
3: album deals after she left the uh, Velvet Underground. Right. I mean, Danny has been so Influential, he he actually put together the Modern Lovers with uh, Jonathan Richmond.
0: He's a hard guy to, to figure out, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. Oh, oh Jonathan with Richmond. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk to him, but like I think he's sort of locked in a thing. Yeah. He's a
2: bricklayer or something.
0: I don't know what he's doing, but it's very it's it, it there it, it's completely fitting. You know, yeah. However he handles <laughs> yeah. his wife, yeah, right, yeah. but there's this there's not there's a little bit a of a disconnect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah disconnect. Yeah. But that first record was good. Yeah, no, oh yeah. 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 So, Danny Fields, is he still alive?
3: Oh, yes.
2: oh yeah, oh, yeah.
0: And there's
3: a new movie about him by Brendan Toler called Danny Says. Is it a doc? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, all
3: right. So I was
2: just in London with him, uh-huh. and he spoke at the British Library. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 There was it, a punk exhibition.
0: Oh, really? At the British
2: Library. All right. But all that punk
0: happened after the fucking New York punk, didn't it? Yeah, but at, at least, well, the Ramones
3: came to England on July 4th, 1976. Yeah. And launched punk in England. That's. It
0: that's, wasn't the Heartbreakers? because like i heard that the heartbreakers got the the, malcolm
3: thought the heartbreakers needed i mean malcolm thought the sex pistols needed the heartbreakers credibility okay that's why they that's because he had managed the dolls for a moment there so he called up the heartbreakers and said come tour on the anarchy in the uk tour and most of the tour got oh, canceled. You right, know? right, right, right. Yeah.
0: But I talked to, I'm trying to think who it was, maybe Chrissy Hine or maybe Lemmy before he died, yeah. about that tour of the Heartbreakers in England and people realizing, like, oh, fuck, there's, there's a whole another world now, mm-hmm. like in terms of how to handle rock music.
3: But the reason why we were so pissed off in New York at the English scene is they stole our scene and the music was also
0: really good.
3: So the Sex Pistols really didn't (laughs) need the heartbreak. It was just a great... Right, you know. So you liked it. Yes, but grudgingly. Right. Grudgingly, you know.
0: But it seemed like the New York scene was able to, like, there was more variety. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, you know, out of, a, I guess, the British punk scene, you know, comes that the ska revival and some other stuff and, so, and some of the more kind of gothy, lyrical bands, you, you know, like, I guess, like... um well, Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York scene was really about art. Right. And, and we it. thought punk was a funny,
3: you know, it was... Right. we thought it was humorous like ha ha punk yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And unlike then, British punk it, they, not when funny. they Saw the Ramones and Red Punk magazine, they took it seriously. I was like, You kidding me? <laughs> you know Oh really? There's yeah. a religion. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And that there was a uh, and, but you know, that makes sense because of the you know, the social structure yeah, there. Exactly. that when yeah. you actually have a, a dialogue about class, yeah. if you're He's... given a, a manifesto mm. yeah. that yeah. you push up yeah. against yeah. it, even the old fucking aristocratic rock scene. Exactly they were like, No, yeah. there's okay. a big fuck you to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But like you know, when I think about David Byrne and and um, and Tom Verlaine, and like you know, like the, the the other thing about your book that really got me was like um, it's tricky, man. It's tricky when you, you you get older and you're sort of like uh, you missed a chunk of time. Yeah. So it's hard to like for it not to be some sort of um, uh, uh, not a nostalgia, but a kind of I don't know what it is. But it, there's like that's what surprised me about that Degeneration record. And they're not as old as the Stooges, but like I'm like man, they still. <laughs> They mm-hmm. seem to mean it. Like they're mm-hmm. not, yeah. something's not resolved yet. Right, Like, right. You, you know, with most grown-ups. I like that. Something's not resolved yet. Right. Because yeah. with most grown-ups, if they've had some success and they're known for something and they have a, a certain amount of self-worth, they're like, you don't feel the urgency anymore. Yeah. But then there are cats that are like, nah, it's still not, not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> I'm with them. I'm
3: unresolved. I'm still unresolved.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's because it's not even. It's not like we're searching for anything. It's just sort of like you know something. Still something. have issues. Well, yeah. yeah. This is well, you realized a big rip-off. Like you know you. <laughs> do, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. I mean it's yes, like yes we do. It, either you're mm-hmm. going to be sort of like all right, I'm a grown up. I'm going to enjoy grown up things, or else you get to a certain age, you're like, this is fucking <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I know. What I, the fuck? I, uh, really? A, you, we got to make it what we want to make it.
1: it? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so that's it, punk it, rock. Um,
2: President Obama talked about that articulately on this show.
0: Oh, yo, oh when yeah when he was
2: like smoking with a leather jacket. And right. I, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like sort of like I gotta decide what I can do and who yeah. I am and you know what my limitations yeah, I know there's an immaturity to it.
2: Well, we're immature too. Yeah. So with with Lou Reed
3: Lou hated me. <laughs> Lou hated me. <laughs> Lou hated me. Why? Um well, I don't, you don't have to answer that. I, 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 you know, because we walked in to see the Ramones for the first time and Lou Reed was sitting there. Yeah. And I went up to him and said, hey, we got to interview you, you know? Yeah. Because Holmstrom, Holmstrom was playing fucking metal machine music in the punk dump all the, you know, that yeah. two album noise <laughs> driving every, take that shit off, you know? Put on Vicious, yeah. the live version. Right, you know? yeah, 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 You know, put on heroin, put on Sweet You know, anything but fucking metal machine music. Play the music. hits. Yeah, yeah, you know? So- um, John said, yeah, who well, went up to him, too. I said, John, there's that guy you're always playing. You know, it was Lou. And um, I said, yeah, we got to interview you. You know, I just yes. assumed like he jumped at what, it. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and John went up to him and said, yeah, we'll even put you on the cover. And Lou Reed deadpanned, your circulation must be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> what was great about that is Holmstrom turned it into yeah. a cartoon because he asked, he had, you know, John was a big
0: this is for Punk Magazine. Yeah,
3: yeah. And he asked him what his favorite, you know, cartoonists were, and he said Wall's, Wally Wood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he would draw him in the style of Wally Wood. It was yeah. very cool. It yeah, was yeah. very funny. Yeah. And Lou loved the magazine. Yeah. And and started hanging out with John. And I remember I came out of a blackout. It was Clive Davis's birthday, and we were sitting there with Kiss, Diana Ross, and yeah. you know, all these. And 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 Lou Lou is sitting there talking to Holmstrom, and I'm yeah. I'm pulling on Holmstrom's sleeve, going let's go downtown yeah. let's let's stop hanging out with these old people you know <laughs> you know uh, let's go pick up chicks man yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck what yeah. we, you know yeah. Lou was boring you yeah. know <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and he got to feel that you, he, you, he
3: would he wouldn't even look at me oh, and yeah. I'd be you know I'd be sitting right next to home I, I just got used to it oh
0: yeah. You, know? yeah. yeah you were the you were the nuisance yes the exactly attitude. I was the kid you you know? Know? the attitude kid You're yeah, yeah. the fuck's that kid yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So when you look at the book now, I mean, like, what do you guys feel about it? I mean, in terms of, do you feel like uh, like something's been lost? Do you think, like, in terms of what that all meant? You know, how do you frame it for yourselves um, intellectually or emotionally now as grown-ups? The book? Yeah. I mean, like, just in terms of, like, being part of it. Like, well, he, was he lived it. it. Yeah. And, uh, and you were you were part of the documenting of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But do, do you, is part of your lack of resolution the fact that, that that as we move further away from the birth of rock and roll, everything is kind of fragmenting into content and garbage? No, I, I think we're both very proud of it because
3: even if we didn't get everything, emotionally it feels accurate to me. Right. You know? And I think the great thing about the book that everyone has overlooked, thank God. Yeah. And... I'll mention it now, and then we'll forget about it. Is that um, for the first time history was taken out of the hands of the elite academics uh-huh. and people with a Panasonic tape recorder?
0: Yeah, did it and did did it so well, right. That it's undeniably well, right? Know? And when you, in in terms of the structure of the book, which, like I said before, resonated with me. I mean, how did you how did you track that? How how did you decide to involve the MC5, hey, who, whose decision legs. Yeah, legs. well, I,
3: I just—it was, you know—it was this happened. It makes co- sense. It's cause and effect, right. basically. You just follow the trail, and that's what yeah, you did. When, yeah, but when
2: you got put the queer theater in theater, of the ridiculous, that was pretty remarkable.
3: Well, that, that wasn't obvious. That was yeah, but they, the, we got that handed to us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what was that? Like I'm, um, I'm blanking. It. Um, the in the book, there's everybody becomes sort of a. The underground art scene was yeah. cooler than being a rock star. Right. Being For an a Andy yeah, being an Andy Warhol's Pork and right. John Vaccaro and uh, Charles Ludlam that had these the theater of the ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And everybody had kind of Patti Smith had done stuff with Sam Shepard yeah. and David Johansson and and Wing, and uh Jane County. So was a yeah, crossover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, we had it, also the whole idea of where does glitter come from right mm-hmm. so we, we you know had to track where you know physically literally literally where does glitter come and and it started at the theater of the ridiculous and, oh really and there was this girl gina bone yeah who was doing something on theater and she had all these transcripts and uh-huh. she gave them to me
0: yeah said well i don't know if these will help you out legs and right i was like
3: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you
0: know so 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 that was just from you being there and connecting the dots around that scene and how they were all feeding each other I didn't know most of this stuff we didn't know most of this we didn't know what we were doing did we
2: No, we just kind of made it up up as we went went along along. well you learn you 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 know know. it's good yeah our only agenda or mission statement was to prove that punk had started in New York York and not London yeah but other than that we We got the story from the participants
0: yeah well, that was well. That was the genius of it. It was some weird mixture of like whatever created the the Warhol scene, and right. then this infusion of Detroit, right, right, you know, yes. through the yes. MC5, yeah, yeah, you know, back,
3: and then mid- Bowie coming in and producing both Lou and Iggy, you know, right, you know,
2: so, and saving Iggy's life, yeah,
3: saving over and over again.
0: Yeah. yeah the guy's pretty sturdy I didn't know what the fuck to expect when he came over here <laughs>
2: who Iggy yeah oh
0: yeah how was he great yeah it was very funny because like you know I didn't I don't know him mm. I don't know any of these people yeah, really yeah. and I you know I, I was excited you know we had a tight time for some reason but you know, uh, a, a lim- one limo comes up. His publicist gets out. And, he, and she's like, he's in the car behind me. And I'm like, well, how is he? Where's he at? Is he lucid? What? Because what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. and, and even though Rollins had told me that there's a difference between Jim and Iggy. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk to Jim, you're talking to yeah. a very articulate. Intelligent- <laughs> very Well, his parents were. College, perfect. yeah, you know, no, no, yeah, they, you know, they- but I didn't know what kind of damage he'd done. I think in your book was the first time I read about him rolling around in glass yes. and everybody <laughs> yeah. going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. That was the other thing. That is really, I just now it's all coming back to me too. Is that I had not put the, the Stooges into perspective. I didn't know their story until I read your book. You know what? Either did I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I. We
3: kept having to go back to Ann Arbor to inter- the Ashtons were great. Kathy, yeah, Ron and Scotty, yeah, Ron and Scotty, of course, were in the Stooges. Yeah. You know, but we ha- kept having to go back to Ann Arbor over and over again because it was like, wait a minute, this there's a disconnect here. Mm-hmm. We need to get this. You yeah, know? Right? it was very frustrating.
2: But also, the thread was Danny Fields because he yeah. signed MC Five and Stooges yes. and went on to the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the book would have worked without Danny. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like that whole the connection between the MC5 and the Stooges, but also when you really think about you know the 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 attitude of New York punk rock, it sort of happens at that Iggy show in a way. Yes, yes, yes. like that Definitely.
3: was yeah, that's the moment birth of it. That's yes. the moment punk becomes punk. Right when he cuts the glass. Right. And Alice Cooper took him to the hospital. You know. I didn't. Know yes. That. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey Jim, I think <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he's, he's when i when i first met alice yeah um he, uh, he invited me to. Inter- i came out to l.a and I interviewed him yeah I so you know i was i was like you know wayne and wayne's world i am not worthy yeah i was yeah. at some party and it turned around and said legs do you know alice coop you know yeah, alice, yeah. and he said of course i know like and i was just like Ah, yeah sure you know? but he said to me you know we were kind of faking it <laughs> you know we were teasing our hair and putting on our eye makeup right this two just were really it you know he said and he kept saying how's how's jim how's iggy
0: you yeah. know I, you know he really he really loved iggy. well, well and, alice is another guy that like with the connection of uh, you know through zappa and through whatever however he came to be like i just listened to one of the old records today because i was supposed to interview him it didn't happen but that you know he, he, he was a real deal art rock guy I and mean, yeah. like you oh, know he and was, he's, he's if you listen to his
3: radio show yeah he, he knows everything
0: but he, about rock and right ball. but he's you a know, real he fucking artist
3: were, those yeah, early yeah, records yeah. are yeah. fucking out there I know they're great they're great <laughs> Oh, so, but anyway, so is Love It to Death and Killer and School's Out and oh, yeah, yeah. Billion Dollar Babies sure okay you know no, it's not
0: just the Zappa stuff you snob oh, Mark no, no. Maron you snob well I just associate him as sort of a theatrical hit maker you know yeah. and I didn't really know the old records so like you know, because those records... Like, well, go 18. back and
3: listen to your Love It to Death, your okay. killer, and your school I out. will. Okay? I'm, not a, I'm, a
0: killer I'm not being is... a snob. Okay. I just, God. I wasn't an Alice <laughs> Cooper fan. Oh. There you go. Oh, okay. That was, it, like, because I come, I'm late to the party with everything. I mean, I grew up, the only access I had to weird music was this guy who worked at the record store next to the bagel place I it's, worked at in high school. It's always a guy at the record store. Of course store, it is. You yes. know, and he, he, uh, we've gotten so many
3: people, like, he wrote down, uh, the, the, the woman who wrote something in Bust, she said the the guy wrote down "Please kill me" on oh, yeah. a piece of paper and gave it to her and said, "Go, go get this." Go read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, why, yeah, I do that yeah. to people yeah. all the time. I, yeah, that's why me. I don't yeah. have my fucking copy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he ta- but he turned me on to fucking art music like um, Eno, The Residents, Fred Frith, right. John Hassel. Yeah. yeah. So like I took I ju- you know Robert yeah. Fripp right. I jumped yeah. a step. Yeah. Like I missed, I don't like. I still can't listen to Kim, King Crimson, but I knew yeah, who American. Rip was. <laughs> yeah, right. And I exactly. Knew, like, yeah. So I missed the the punk part of it, but I was off into this other fucking world. But anyway, so Iggy, so the publicist comes, then Iggy comes up and he gets out of the car, and, it, and then he's got this tall woman with him, very tall. And I walk up to him. I'm nervous. And yeah. I, you know, He's yeah. one of the guys that makes me nervous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you need anything? You know? D- yeah. I meet him at the bottom of the driveway. Do you need water or something? He's like, he goes, I need to. Uh, to refresh <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what that implies I mean, it is, yeah. what that entails <laughs> you know but so then he comes up and there, there's a bunch of them yeah. you have know, people with yeah. him and they're out there on the deck and I'm like well we're gonna go in there he's like alright and then he just takes his shirt off and starts doing some weird <laughs> Tai Chi-ish looking things he goes let's go <laughs> so he sat there shirtless yeah. and, and did the Iggy thing but he was so fucking his memory's tight man oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah he 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 knows everything some dudes him. are just genetically He's so, articulate. He's able so to, articulate. But he didn't shatter the shit. Like, there's so many brain-dead motherfuckers yeah. around, and you're just like, his is not, it's not. It's almost yeah, it's like incredible. when he's, like, the difference between Iggy and Jim is, like, two different bodies.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If you want to talk about being nervous yeah. during the Iggy interview, you should talk to Jillian. Oh, I would have.
2: Oh, we just met at Diva Birdie's. He suggested it. A little, when was this? A, uh, well, on for middle, I mean, On First four. Avenue. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Four. And um, he came in with this celery green shirt, kind of yeah. unbuttoned to his belly button, and you See-through. could see the scars.
3: You could see the you could see the Max's scars. Yeah, yeah. And in I, the glass, but, yeah.
2: I'd never had a crush on Iggy, but. In person, it was like, I just didn't. It hadn't registered how good looking he is. It was like, whoa, (laughs) yeah. And then Legs keeps leaving to have a cigarette, and I'm like, no, stay.
0: (laughs) She
3: was tongue tied.
0: I'm gonna undress (laughs) if you leave. I'm gonna do something weird. (laughs) Well, I think that like that Iggy thing is like, you know, when you talk to these old British cats about, you know, like I just realized it in talking to you that. Like, I've talked to, who have I talked to? Like, Terry Reid, Richard Thompson, Lemmy. Um, is there anyone who was, like, I don't know if Lemmy was there, but... John Cale? Well, no, I talked to John Cale, yeah, yeah. but but I'm talking about that, that night that Jimi Hendrix played that uh-huh. show yeah. in England. Yeah. Because of, what's his name, his manager, the keyboarder from the from the Animals, right. had set up that show and invited all those motherfuckers. God, yeah. And it just it changed music because yeah. all those cats, all those blues dudes, and all you know, clapped in yeah. the Who's yeah. Zeppelin, they were they were all part of. They're all sort of around. Yeah. yeah. So now they got to go see the new guy, yeah. and it, it was just sort of like, what the fuck just happened? And music changed forever. Yeah. Terry Reed told the best story. He's at that gig, and he said he always went to that that pub anyway. So he's in the back, and so everyone's there. You know, like all the you know everyone, Page, yep. you know, yep. clapped. They're all there. And he said the music, you know, he opened with Wild Thing and just turned it inside out. And then out of the crowd, Brian Jones comes you know, he's like sweating yeah. and he's coming out of the crowd and he walks up to Terry Reed and he says, It's it's horrible up there. The flooding and Terry Reed's like, What are you talking about? It's like the water, it's like it's 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 horrible and, and Terry Reed's like, What are you talking about? It's like all the guitar players are crying. <laughs> because <laughs> like Brian, ryan is one of those guys brian jones where you don't you don't really have a sense of a personality no yeah. you don't because you just know that he was just like you know maybe a genius druggy you know right. guy who whatever but like to to know that he was that witty made me very happy mm. yeah who'd you find when you guys were who, who was like the funniest most kind of like uh provocative you know raconteur of the of the crew that you dealt with
2: lee childers was one of them which who's he he was a photographer.
0: Photographer,
3: and, photographer he, and yeah.
2: he took. He lived with Iggy in the Hollywood Hills. The Remember story. him? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. But you
0: know what? The, I forget. That's from your book, where, yeah. where the Larry the Stooge from the Three Stooges. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which, which Stooge went over to visit Larry? Uh, um, L- uh, Ron, Ashton. Ron. Ron Ashton. Ron Ashton. Yeah. Yeah. Would go visit Larry? Yeah. 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 Isn't, that,
3: isn't that the sweetest story? It's the greatest the story because yeah, it's so odd. I know. So I, I, know yeah. I know. And he was writing, and the doctor said to Ronnie. We're so glad you come to visit. It was Larry, right? Yeah, yeah. yes. It was Larry, Larry from the three. Larry Fine from the three. He'd
0: so go to the old folks, the yeah. celebrity old folks' home, and, and visit t- him regularly.
2: Yeah, but he had
3: had a stroke, and yeah. and he, before Ronnie started visiting him, yeah. he couldn't really speak, right? And then um, Ronnie, through talking to Ronnie, he he. he started talking game. Game. yeah, yeah. so this that, is yeah isn't that amazing it's amazing
0: so what is that 71, 69 which was 71 they were in the house somewhere no, probably in probably 73 74, 74, 74 so they're running this house yeah. they're partying yeah. and what compels Ron Ashton to go over to, to see Larry Stooge fan well because he would he would say obsessed with
2: the Stooges. Stooge is that obsessed. why they named it yes. Yes. yes yes
0: oh yeah oh yeah he was the one who was obsessed with yeah, it. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. It's yeah. so beautiful that they're leaving this party <laughs> <Yeah>. mansion <laughs> yeah. where they're just squandering <laughs> their record deal money or whatever the fuck is happening, and he's going over there. It was so
3: but sweet. But that,
2: that's well, Ronnie's whole thing, such degradation. degradation. Yeah. Remember? He says that over and over. We used to call
3: each <laughs> other. We would talk in the language of the book, so I would just call Jillian up and go. she'd go, hello, and i go, such degradation.
0: <laughs> so who are the bands? Like, you know, obviously this whole scene, you know, you know, kind of spawned, you know, modern rock and roll in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. This and yeah. The, whatever the British the British scene was, scene was doing. But but the bands that really, that, that still exist out of it or that really became huge were who? Like, when, when you think about it. Like, no, we're well, talking about No, head, no, a, no, no one. No one in the <laughs> book. No one in the... That's why Jillian... I kept saying she kept saying this book's gonna sell. I said,
3: no, I didn't it's
2: not. I thought people would like it.
0: Oh. The yeah. great thing about the book is you don't have to give a shit about any of it. Exactly. exactly. And, and that like, you know, when you get into it you're like, What? There's always these guys, you know, that that like are like standing behind any genius yes. going yes. like yes. that motherfucker exactly. stole my shit. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> They, like, yeah. If there's a genius, there's a bitter guy. Yes. Yeah, right. yes. yes. Like you know, Ramblin' Jack and yeah. Bob Dylan, yeah. right. like, yeah. and Joe Antis yeah. and Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. But I always felt like Tom, like there's no David Byrne without Tom Verlaine, like guitar wise. That's I for some reason I thought that you don't have to confirm it or not, mm. but
2: that Verlaine was a bitter guy,
0: not the bitter guy, but the guy like clearly David took it in because mm-hmm. I don't know what the timeline is but you know if you listen to Marky e. Moon like and you listen to his guitar playing it's
2: amazing yeah. I
0: mean it's like fucking astounding Yeah. Mm-hmm. and like there were guys that like came out of that and and obviously they're geniuses and were able to to move into other worlds you know no one gets stuck the guys who really make a, an imprint a lot of times are the ones that can evolve but it seemed to me that that David was and I talked to him was a bit of a, a, a sponge hmm. and absorbed a lot of stuff yeah. And but like obviously a, a real fucking genius
3: mm-hmm.
0: but did, were you there for their were, you saw them early on I
3: saw them the second I went to see the Ramones we interviewed Lou Reed I went back to CBS I said this place is great I'm going back I went back by myself and saw the Talking Heads the next night as a three piece
0: and they were great like 76 77 75 really yeah when they were three pieces I can't imagine that fucking place because I was Hi, in CBS I were C- the Talking Heads
3: <laughs> and the next one's called right. 1, 2, 3, Red Light yeah you know and it was, but they were so different, right? Yeah. Everything oh, was so were, fucking yeah. different. Well, it was, it was so accessible. That's yeah. what was. That's there was no, there was no velvet ropes, there was no bodyguards, there was no security, there was none of this crap that there is today. And there but were, you mean
2: all the music was yeah. so different? Yeah, yeah it's incredible yes. that it's, it would be all paired together in one. Well, that's why we thought punk
3: because, yeah, it was just. Wacky. An attitude. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I didn't realize that the New York Dolls were really a, a before everybody mm-hmm. on that scene. Oh, yeah. The do- the Dolls were already rock stars. Right. You know. In we, that scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Johansson and Johnny Thunders, they were already, you know. They figured it out. Yeah. They figured out how to hot rod what was left of the 60s yes. into something fucking new and wild. Yeah. And they were fun. Hanging yeah. out with David Johansson. It's, it's like a really. burlesque show almost. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah yeah he seems like a fun guy yeah. do you still talk to him johansson or what no <laughs> uh-huh
2: <laughs> i've only met him once I, I don't know no. him
3: uh-huh okay <laughs> <laughs> no david kind of turned bitter after he got sober oh which yeah happens to a lot of people as
0: you know really it's supposed to go the other way yeah if you work it yeah, right.
3: right yeah
2: if you work it right you do
0: the work <laughs> you're <laughs> work. supposed to uh be happy joyous and
3: free they say yes uh-huh uh, yeah. I, I think we have a girlfriend in his wife I used to
0: date. Oh that doesn't You don't wanna you, yeah
3: you don't wanna yeah, have yeah. that stuff going on.
0: Well you know, as you get older and you know if you're untethered for long enough you got a lot of Eskimo brothers out there Yes. It's Eskimo back. brothers. I it's love some, that. I have, <laughs> I have many Eskimo brothers. We so rub remember, noses. It's kind like of surprising. <laughs> it's kind of
3: surprising. You're like,
0: Oh you did oh shit. So I guess we're attached somehow.
3: But you know what? I have to say something. Yeah. You know, my best friend who, who runs our website, Tom Hearn, mm-hmm. goes you know, Mark Marin's always referencing, Please Kill Me. You should. I said, we We're on this tour. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Well, call the office. You know, yeah. we have this publicity guy, yeah. Jonathan Martyr. I said, Call the office. You suggested. I'm you know yeah, I, yeah i'm tired of the yeah, bullshit. Yeah.
0: so we did and then you said yes so yeah. it was kind of like oh this is that'll be fun i tell you i mean i'm glad that i got the email so mm-hmm. thank him for me I will. thanks for talking you thanks made. tommy oh, thanks tommy and uh and like yeah i love the book and i hope it, it it'll live forever it's an important book oh yeah and a fun book yeah. and uh it's a it's a brain blower you know, historically and just musically, because there's so many people that there's so much stuff out there that you know no one can put anything into context, and a lot of things get missed. Right, and it's one of those books where, not unlike any book on music of the past, that if it's not mainstream, you're. Li- and this is what happened to me is that. There's no late to the party with music because it exists forever. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, when you enter the world, yeah. you know, it's all new. And it, t- that's the experience I had with them. Like, I didn't know <laughs> any of this. <laughs> Either did we. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking, it changed everything, you know. Yeah. Like, and now, like, there's a lot of stuff I listen to and there's a lot of stuff I can source and, and reference now. That and, and also just the experience of listening to that music. I just, did you get that fucking Orc record
2: set no, from not Numero? Yet. No. Is it good? Holy fuck. Really?
0: It's so good.
3: I gave him our Terry Ork interview for that. You did what? We, oh, you did oh, for had the box. Only, we had the only Terry. That's when Jillian came up with the title. Yes, because we we went to San Diego. Terry had
2: been just at, gotten out of jail. He
3: had just gotten out of jail. He's
0: that
2: guy from Work Records. Yes, yes. he was he's
3: Terry Ork. Not, he's not alive anymore. No, no, oh. and he died very soon after that. Well, what was the story with that label? Well, he was putting. He put out Piss Factory. Patty uh, Smith. Patty Smith. He put out. Blank Generation, yeah. which is the best version of the. Blank Generation it. Yeah, and he put he put out tons of stuff. He you know he was a little, gay guy who you know you knew Terry. Yeah, you know, Terry was, was great. Terry was great. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he always buy a beer. Yeah, Terry. I mean, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Terry, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> now go away, legs. You know, like, <laughs> he was great. Yeah. Um and um, these guys in Chicago. Um, what, 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 who, who? I don't they? know nice guys. Nice I can't guys. remember their yeah. names. They they uh, told me, and we have the only Terry Ork interview. We did him for a, a few hours. A few hours, it was, yeah.
2: yeah. It was interesting because he'd also been involved, he was older. Yeah. So he'd been involved in like the Southern California LSD scene. Oh, and the right. and heard then, of And then came love to New York and, for
0: the Warhol scene, too.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was a zealot, too. Yeah.
0: Well, because he, he, I think there's some Alex Chilton on there, and that period yes, of Chilton yes, exactly. is sort of an interesting yes. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's some, like a lot of Richard Hell and some Verlaine, and yeah, I think um, Cheetah Chrome maybe is on there. Yes, a bit. yes, yes. But yeah. it's like the product, the va- the the sound of it. I think was very important that it was is clean. It was you know the production was like really let the the music be. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really it's yeah. a great fucking box, yeah. dude. And you can get it on vinyl. Also, there's for some reason I associate you not not necessarily in friendship, but uh, you know I interviewed Toshis, Oh, oh yeah. Nick. yeah, he
2: introduced me and my husband.
0: Nick did, yeah, yes. yeah. He's a, he's something. He's yeah, something. He is, great. he is
2: so smart. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, he's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, and I he was one. He I was nervous about that. Yeah, I
2: would be too because
0: he's hard. He's not an easy access. No, and he's hard to find. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. like I was in New York and I had a, you know you got to track him yeah, down through this email address. You don't know if he's going to show <laughs> up, and <then> he comes. <laughs> and it's like this little guy, <laughs> and you get him going. If you get him if you get him worked up, which doesn't take much, yeah, he'll yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, I got to read that. There's a new book I want to read. I, the Jesus book I got to read. Yeah, I haven't Heber. read that yet. Uh, well, there's uh, that's another like between Please Kill Me and fucking um, Dino. Oh, oh
2: yeah, Dino, Dino's what a great, great book. book! Yeah, it's a fucking great book. Yeah, great book.
0: Oh, uh, well, I read the the Jerry Lee Lewis the Hellfire oh, book. Oh, yeah, Hellfire. Great. The Sonny Liston book Hellfire. Is great.
3: I think Hellfire is the best rock and roll book ever written.
0: I think might it's be almost right. like
3: this prayer. Yeah, it's you a know, prayer, prayer. It's and a also prayer. there's a
0: battle between good and evil. He's first cousin with Jerry Falwell, so yeah, yeah his... I know. But he show yeah, but
3: he also shows up at Elvis Presley's and is drunk and smashes into the, the front the gate. gate and goes, yeah. "You're not the king, yeah. I'm the king, oh, fuck you." Oh, you oh, know I got to reread that. Yeah, yeah, I
0: know. All right, well, well, good luck with the the resurrection. Oh, thank, thank you. you, thank you. I resurrect. want a copy. Okay. Oh yeah, Wait, we'll send, send you one. one. Okay. okay. All right. Deal. All right. <laughs> all right you can go listen to some punk rock records get energized all right well thanks for listening I enjoy talking to them he's <laughs> I like old guys that still smoke I don't know why it's not smart but I do it's not smart to do it but uh, that's the way you want to go out do it I guess anyway go to WTFpod.com for all your WTFpod needs uh, I will play guitar for those of you who are horribly disappointed Uh, next time I gotta go uh, I gotta go act as we all do Boomer lives